Hey, thanks for joining us for the Scattered Saints podcast again this week. My name is Seb. I'm one of the pastors here at West Edmonton Christian Assembly and Engaged Church. Just so thankful that you were able to tune in again this week. We have a great sermon from Pastor Jeremy Wolfram again this week. It is called A Word That Works, continuing our essential series, A Word That Works. He's going to preach fire this morning, this evening, this afternoon, whenever you're listening, really. It doesn't matter. It's going to be fire. So uh, why don't you just tune in and uh, let's just hear what Pastor Jeremy has to say to us today. Hey, I've been reading my Bible lately a little bit more about what it means to take the Word of God into our hearts, into our lives, and to let it change us and start shaping who we are. Psalm 19 verse 14 says this, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. And I mean, what's in us comes out of us. And as we take the word of God in, it's supposed to change us. It's supposed to work in our lives. But I think very often when it comes to our faith and it comes to our walk with Jesus, uh, we miss out on the beauty of the essential aspect of taking in the scripture. I mean, maybe we've gotten hung up in Leviticus or some strange passage that we don't understand and we wonder how is that supposed to speak to us. Uh, maybe if you're new on your journey of faith, you've been told, uh, give, give your life to Jesus and, and get a Bible and start reading it and, and see what God does. And you kind of open this book and you're like, where do I even start? I know Christians have done that time and time again where we get so far from what we feel God should be doing in our lives or what we should be doing in our relationship with him. And we kind of come back to the Bible and we open up like, God, I, I need you to speak. And, and we kind of do the random open and finger point. And sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a miss, but I don't think we were meant to play spiritual battleship. I actually think that the scripture and the life of scripture affecting our hearts is something so essential to our walk with Jesus. Welcome, welcome, welcome today. If you have a Bible, get it out. Go to Psalm chapter 19. That's where we're going to start. We're getting back into our series called Essential. We're looking at how do we make the basics of our walk with Jesus beautiful. And sometimes for some of us, this is a first step of learning. For others, it's coming back to the things that we know or should know. And maybe for some reason, we've just kind of put them on the shelf and we haven't been walking them out the way we should. But in Psalm chapter 19, verse 7, it says this. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple the precepts of the lord are right rejoicing the heart the commandment of the lord is pure enlightening the eyes the fear of the lord is clean enduring forever the rules of the lord are true and his and righteous altogether more to be desired than they are they of gold and even much fine gold sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb moreover by them is your servant warned in keeping them there is great reward. Heavenly Father, this day I want to pray that as we look at the scripture and we look at your word, uh, that your spirit would speak to our hearts, that you would come and you would teach us again by your word of how important, how essential it really is to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 
I kind of feel today that as we look at the Word of God that we just read, and as we talk about how essential the Word of God is, it's one thing to be told over and over again that God's Word is important, that we should read it, that we should get it in our lives. But I think sometimes we have to come back to a conversation around it so we see the beauty and the life that the Scripture actually has to offer us. Because we can get caught in duty, we can get caught in checking a box in reading the Word, but when we come back to the heart of God and why His Word is so important for our lives, it actually becomes foundational and essential to the way we live our lives. You see, David put it this way in the psalm that we just read in Psalm 19. He said this about the Word of God. He, he referred to the Word of God or the law of God, and he said, God, when I, when I read your Word, it revives my soul. When I read the scripture, it actually causes my heart to rejoice. God, when I want to lean on something, I know I can lean on this because it's sure. God, when, when my eyes are blinded, when, when they're covered, when my vision is clouded and I don't know what to see or what to believe, it's this book. It's your word that opens my eyes to see what you want me to see. It endures and it warns and it teaches, and it guides. And it brings me to this question that I've often asked myself, because I think you've probably thought this as much as I've thought this, is if I could just have a word from God, blank would be easier. Like, what's that blank for you? If I could just have a word from God, Facing my situation would be easier. If I could just have a word from God, I would know where I'm going and I would know the direction that I'm supposed to be headed. If I could just have a word from God, I could face this trial because I know I'm going to get through to the other side. And often in our lives, we are searching for a word from God, a direction from God. And, and that's not a bad thing. We should want to hear his voice and we should want to get his vision and his direction for our lives. But we look everywhere and anywhere and sometimes we chase down a prophetic word or people or something they say that they think God wants us to do. And yet, for centuries... For thousands of years, God has continued to speak to men and women of old throughout time and history. And there was this guy named Habakkuk in the Old Testament. And God said to him, he says, write the vision and make it plain that he may run who reads it. You know, there is a vision of God for your life and my life. That has been written, it has been placed in these pages, this is not just a book, that actually becomes essential to our walk with God, how we follow Jesus, how we live out our days. And the word is here so we can run with the vision of God for our lives. But often we feel stuck, we feel stranded. We feel like if God would just give me this big, massive word, everything will be okay. And we miss the vision of God that was written in this book for our everyday essential life. Proverbs 20.19 says this, 29.18 says this, in the voice it says, where there is no vision from God, the people run wild. But those who adhere to God's instruction find genuine happiness. 
In the English, English Standard Version, it says, Where there's no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. And I think sometimes we forget how a word or how the vision of God for our life actually works. Because we think that if God would give me some great promise, some big thing that you are called to do this and you're called to do that. And don't get me wrong, those are pivotal moments in our lives and we look towards them. But have you ever thought that sometimes those moments... They're out there. This word comes. Maybe someone says you're called to be in ministry. Maybe you're called to be a doctor or a businessman or a mom or, or whatever it is. And then we think, oh, well, I got this word from God and, and now it's just going to happen. See, we have to look at our hearts and our lives and decide how does a word from God work? I mean, often we look at a word from God and, and if someone speaks a prophetic word over your life or a, 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 a word of God's vision for your life over you, is it destiny? Is it just meant to be? Is it some journey you go on that you have to go through some things to get there? Is it a right that you just deserve? Is it something we're entitled to? Or is it something that we need to work towards? Because when we look at our lives and we look at the Word of God and we look at how words from God work, we can often find ourselves expecting the Word of God to work out for us by not putting in any of the work. But yet the beauty of Scripture is that as we take it into our lives, as we walk it out day by day, it, put, it puts essential pathways essential steps in front of us so we can actually live out our faith. We can live out of the word of God in our lives. The beauty of what is in this book can actually guide and teach and change the trajectory of our lives. Why? Not because of anything we do, but because of what God does in us. See, reading, meditating on, and and, and being in Scripture is one of the best, most beautiful things that we can do in our following Jesus. Because letting the words of God in us will cause us to be those who let the Word of God work for us. You see, we have to put in the work for systems to work. It's amazing to me how a lot of times, you know, we treat a word from God like something magical that should happen, but yet... I know this, that if I want a specific vision for my life or a result by going to the gym, I have to put my muscles to work. I have to put the equipment to work, namely the front door of the gym. I haven't worked that one out in a while. But in order for those principles and those things to work out in my life, I have to put them to work first. And we need to be those that take the scripture for what it is and See it as something beautiful and something not basic, but something beautiful that is going to open the direction, the path, and the leading of Jesus through every part of our life. And I think when we embrace the essential practice of taking the Word of God into our lives, we learn some things about our following Jesus. You see, maybe you're one of those people that you've heard, give your life to Jesus, now start reading your Bible. Did anyone tell you where to start? Did anyone tell you what this means or that means and 
how to find Jesus in the Word of God. I think we would do a lot better when we look for Jesus in the Word. It'll lead us one step at a time where He wants to take us. And for some of us, I think we've learned to do some things in our Christianity a certain way for so long in our following Jesus, that we actually forget that some of the most basic, beautiful principles of God's Word would actually change the way we're doing some things in our lives. And maybe we need to be reminded. And that's all I really want to do today. I want to remind us and encourage us to get back to the Word of God. Get back to this book. Because when we begin to believe it's essential to our life, it'll actually change some things for us. See, a few things that I want to leave you with today that are essential about the Word of God is first is that we find our direction when we work the Word of God into our lives. You can search for purpose, meaning, and direction anywhere you turn. You can chase a hobby, a dream, a vision for your life. But when you get God's vision for your life, that's a sure path. That's a steadfast direction for your life. See Psalm 119 verse 105 and 106. It's a really long chapter in the Bible. It talks about the word of God like this. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And sometimes we, we forget that the word of God putting direction in our life is not about some big uh, boom moment where all of a sudden we see the big picture and God one day spoke and I understand everything that I need to know about my life and I'm going to go here and get there and it's all going to be okay. But sometimes it's more about the lamp to our feet and the next step and the next step and the next step. See, I'm grateful for the glimpses of, of the big path of the light that goes in front of us where it says it's a lamp to my path. God will show you things about what he's called you to do and where he wants you to go. But I think sometimes if he showed you every step along the way and the things that you would have to work through and face to get there, we would kind of say, ah, I don't know if I want that. And so sometimes he shows us the lamp to our path, the light to our path, but sometimes it's a lamp to our feet. Sometimes we feel, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. And it's amazing that he gives us this book, these words to teach us how to take the next step. And then the step after that. Sometimes we get a glimpse of the big picture, but sometimes we just find a next step. Often my kids will ask me, dad, what are we going to do today? What are we going to do when you're off today? Well, I don't know everything, but I do know this. I do know that we'll probably feed you today. I do know that we'll probably get a few things done today. But how about instead of what we're going to do all day, because they'll say, well, what are we going to do after that? And what are we going to do after that? And sometimes we do this with God. I, I think the thing we need to focus on is let's not worry about all the steps. Let's worry about the next step. Let's start here. And when we find the word of God and we find the scripture, so often we're looking for all the answers, but maybe what we need is the answer for today. Maybe what we need is the peace of God for this moment, for this situation, for right now. And that's why scripture is so essential to our day-to-day -day living in our relationship with God. It's kind of like the manna in the wilderness. 
If you go back to the book of Exodus, when the children of Israel left Egypt, they were slaves and they got taken out of Egypt. And God says, I'm going to take you to the place that I've promised you. He says, so here's big picture. Here's the, the, the light to your path is promised land, land flowing with milk and honey. This is an amazing place. This is where I'm taking you. But all of a sudden they find themselves in a wilderness and God says, okay, I've shown you where I'm taking you. Now I'm only going to show you the next step. I'm going to give you a day at a time. And it says that God fed them by manna, these flakes that were on the ground. And day after day, they got enough for that day. And then the next day they would have to gather again. And I think sometimes in our lives, we're always waiting for the big picture. But day after day, have we gotten our fill of what God wants for us today? You see, when we begin to work the Word of God as an essential part of our life, we actually will find peace and direction in a step. Maybe it's not the answer to everything, but maybe it's the peace that we need in our hearts for whatever season we're in, whatever moment we're in, to say, God, what's the next step? Maybe in my attitude, in my job, in my home, whatever it is. Because God's word is essential to our following him and it will give direction in our lives. Another reason I believe the word of God is essential is because the word works out for us in every battle that we face. In Matthew chapter 4, we find this story of Jesus. Jesus is on earth and the Bible says that Jesus went into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So Jesus was tempted and he's in the wilderness and he's in this period of time where the enemy is trying to throw everything and anything he can at Jesus to tempt him. And Jesus responds every time to every temptation, to every battle with the devil. He says this, he says, it is written. He says it multiple times in Matthew chapter four In Matthew chapter four, verse four, it says, but he answered and said, it is written written. Even Jesus, when he was on this earth, faced temptation. And what he did was rather than lean into his feelings or his humanness or what he was facing in the moment, he leaned into a word from God because that's what broke the battle in that moment. He didn't reason with the enemy. He didn't try to justify. He didn't try to say, well, I feel good. And and, and I think this would be really nice right now. And and everybody else is doing it. But he says, no, 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 it's, it's written. And when we work the word in our hearts and in our lives, we don't actually have to make decisions when we face battles and temptations and trials in our lives. We actually can lean into what's already been worked into our heart, which is the truth and the stability of what God wants to do on the inside of us. See, Jesus' response was based out of something that was on the inside of him. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 2 to 3 says this, Obey my commands and live. Guard my instructions as you guard your own eyes. This is what uh, Solomon's saying in Proverbs, like, protect your vision. Protect what God wants to do in your life. Guard my words like you would guard your own eyes. Tie them on your fingers as a reminder and write them deep within your heart. And often for us, the struggle in the battle, in the temptation, in in the frayed moments of life, the reason we make poor decisions, the reason we find ourselves wanting is because we don't have anything on the inside of us that's stable, that's sure. 
And that leads us through those battles. See, I believe that the Word of God is so essential because it's going to allow us to respond to seasons, situations, and moments of life based on what's inside of us, not on how we feel in the moment. Deciding what you're going to do in a compromising situation is the wrong time to decide. Deciding who you're going to be based on the Word of God as a man or woman of God will set a direction and steps for your life that are sure and that are stable. But lastly, I really felt to remind us that when we look at the beauty of Scripture and how essential it is to our lives, is to remind us of this, that when we build on God's Word, we're actually building something eternal and trustworthy. We're not building on principles of man. We're not building on theories. We're not building on ifs and maybes. We're actually building on eternal, trustworthy promises of God. And the reason I know that is because of John chapter 1. In the Bible, in John chapter 1, it says this about Jesus. It says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. Verse 14, so the word became human and he made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the father's one and only son. For though, verse 17, the law was given through Moses, God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. The very word of God This book, sole purpose is to point us to a life with Jesus. You see, it is not law. It is not legalism. It's Jesus. It's Jesus and his unfailing love and faithfulness and the purpose and plan that he wants to lead us in. It's amazing to think that the God of the universe would embody himself, that Jesus would become the embodied word so we could live a life following him one step at a time that actually leads us in the vision and purpose and in the story of God for our lives. So no matter what happens, we can trust Jesus. We don't trust our emotions. We don't trust ourselves. We trust Jesus. We trust his word. We can anchor ourselves in turbulent times to his unfailing love. We can stand on his promises and his faithfulness towards us. Why? Because they don't fail. Because he's eternal. Because he's trustworthy. This book is so much more than a bunch of rules and regulations. It's actually the roadmap to our relationship with Jesus. It's actually the way we get to see ourselves become more like him. It's the thing that we can anchor to when everything is shaking around us. But we look to the word and we say, because of Jesus, 
because he's in me, because his word is in me, because his plans, his vision, his direction for my life is anchored and secure. I don't have to fear or be afraid. And man, if anything's essential in our walk with God, I think it would be knowing the heart of Jesus for your life and my life. So as we close today, I want to ask you a couple things. The first one is this. What have you read lately? Maybe the last thing you read in your Bible seemed to miss or it didn't land or you don't know what it really did. Can I encourage you? Keep reading. Keep taking in the Word of God. Let it speak to you. If you struggle with where to read and where to start in your Bible, pick a plan, start somewhere, and then ask God, speak to me through what you're saying in the Bible. Show me, Jesus, how to find you and see you in Scripture. Because going to Scripture to justify or live how we want to live, that's not what it's meant for. It's meant for us to draw close to God and to see that His life, His words are so essential to the way we walk out our days. But the second thing I want to ask is this. Where are you at? Maybe you haven't given your life to Jesus yet. Maybe you feel lost and confused and so far from God. Maybe you've walked with Him at one time, but you would say, I, I still, I feel so far from God and where I once was. Can I tell you that Jesus wants to pull you close? Can I tell you that His Word actually wants you to lean into His unfailing love, into His faithfulness, into His goodness? The Bible says that we draw near to God and He'll draw near to us. And I want to give an opportunity for you to come close to Jesus again. Last week online, I I preached a message about what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. What it means to just simply come to Him and take those simple steps of obedience. But as we take those steps of obedience and we give our life to Jesus, the next set of steps is to walk out the essential beauty of what His plan and purpose is for us. This book is really the story of God. The story of God throughout history, but the story's not done and He wants to move and He wants to work in your life if you would choose to have a relationship with Him. We want to give you that opportunity to start your journey with Jesus, to learn to get into His Word, to see what He would have for your life and how He can strengthen your life. And so you can click the link in the description You can click the link in the chat of what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. But if you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to lead you in a prayer. I want to lead you in a moment where you realize that Jesus gave everything for you so you could have everything He has for you. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. We turn from our way of doing things and say, God, I want to walk your way. So if you want to make that decision today, I'm going to lead you in a prayer and walk you into what it means to be a part of the family of God, to receive Jesus into your life, and to start walking these essential steps to seeing Jesus do something amazing in your life. So if you want to give your life to Jesus today, repeat after me, Dear Jesus, I need you. I need you. I need you. Would you come into my life 
Would you forgive me of my sin? Would you lead me according to your way and not my own? Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for receiving me even before I knew I needed you. So Jesus, I invite you into my life. I give you my sin. I give you my shame. I give you all my successes and everything that I've built. And I'm following you. Thank you for coming into my life and being my Lord and being my Savior. Amen. Hey, my name's Sab, and if you made that decision today, it's the best decision you could have ever made. If you want more information about who Jesus is and why he came to earth and died on a cross for you, head over to scatteredsands.ca slash Jesus, and there's more information there about who he is. As well, if you'd like to know more about who we are, head to scatteredsands.ca or come to one of our two locations, our Stony Plain or our West Edmonton location. We would love to see you in person. But if not, have a great week. We'll see you next week.